0: What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're doing an update on Quibi, the streaming video platform that raised almost $2 billion, launched with a ton of hype in early April, um, and now is seemingly massively struggling to hit its uh, potential or reach its user targets. I think the company is well on its way from going from a $2 billion valuation to about a $2 million valuation within just a handful of months. I mean, this is a crazy little media case study to follow, um, so I wanted to give you all an update because first of all, when Quibi launched, um, you know, I made a video thinking it would be a massive flop. They were touting this new form of mobile-first content, super high-quality content built for your cell phone. They were bragging about how YouTubers like myself would only invest a couple hundred bucks per minute of content, while Quibi was investing $100,000 per minute of content, super high budget. They signed all these huge agreements, and then they launched this service with a couple different tiers. You could pay, um, first of all, you got a 90-day free trial, and then you had to pay, start five bucks a month with a little bit of ads, or you could pay $7.99 a month with no ads. And so that was in April, um, and Quibi, I have to admit, I downloaded it, did my due diligence, did not convert from the free trial. I had one show I kind of like called Agua Donkeys, which was a hilarious sort of like workaholics-esque show. That one was decent, but it was like four or five-minute episodes, and I watched like four of them and then got bored of it, and that was the only content I watched on Queeby. So then I went and made sure they didn't charge my credit card because I didn't want to pay for the service because I'd way rather watch YouTube and TikTok and, you know, Instagram or whatever, those are free. And I thought, you know, this whole concept of cinematic content but only for the phone, and we got signs that Quibi was struggling pretty early on. In May, just a month or two after the launch, there was already signs that Quibi was trying to make its content more shareable. Previously, it had only lived on the app, but they weren't necessarily hitting their user metrics. Um, Jeffrey Katzenberg at the time did say they had 3.5 million app downloads, 1.3 million active users, And although this seemed solid, it was nowhere near what their goal was, so they tried to make the shows more shareable on different social media platforms, but then that, you know, ran into problems with the whole thing about Quibi was that you could just turn your phone like this, turn style, and the content would switch from landscape to portrait mode, but, you know, and they made sure that every single show was produced with these two sort of views, so that it could be, the user could seamlessly switch back and forth, but now, if you're adapting that for bigger screens, I guess you would only have to use one of those, and they're going to abandon that feature, so there were some headaches of, like, Quibi's like, oh my gosh, we're a wall garden but not enough people are coming into our wall garden let's let ourselves share and open up but then that didn't really work either and so then we got a report from Variety um, late June Queeby on pace to hit less than 30% of one year subscriber goal Um, and apparently they were going for millions of subscribers after a year, and they're falling well, well short of that. They were saying that they were on pace to sign up fewer than 2 million subscribers by April 2021. The company had originally projected 7.4 million subscribers this year, so just massively going under. Um, And then we finally started getting the first official wave of data of what was happening with Quibi um, just, you know, a few days ago or or, or about a week ago um, from this firm called Sensor Tower that does app data. They were showing that Quibi managed to convert just under 10% of its those you know 90-day free trial users to actually being paid of about 910,000 people who signed up in the first few days. I guess I was one of those. Um, only 72,000 people stuck around after the three-month trial. That's only an 8% rate. That's right. So this thing that launched two billion service, you know, had all these millions of people playing around with it. You know, less than a 10% conversion rate. This is awful. I mean, remember what I just said, they were planning to hit 7 million subscribers after the first year. That massive first batch of customers only converted them 72,000. So now let's crunch some numbers on this. Let's assume that Quibi, you know, out of those 72,000, I would assume like half of those are people who literally just forgot to cancel it with their credit card. So I don't know how good those numbers are, but let's assume it's double that because, you know, let's assume another 900 or million people signed up on the app in the in the going weeks and eventually not 72,000 people sign up for it, but 144,000 people. Let's double it will sign up for Quibi. So let's assume that those 144,000 potential Quibi users that they sign up after that first wave uh, generate about on average $7 a month in revenue. That's in between their $8 premium tier and $5 normal tier on the higher side, because I want to give them the benefit of the doubt here, times 12, we're looking at a $12 million annual run rate. So my estimate right now, is Quibi has about 144,000 paying users and that is equivalent to about a $12 million run rate. And I think that's me being a little bit generous. And remember, this is a company that was valued at $2 billion before launch. They had raised almost $2 billion worth of capital. And remember what I said, Quibi was bragging about spending $100,000 per minute of content. $12 million in annual revenue divided by 100,000 is only 120 minutes. Queeby, by its own calculations, only has enough funding from its current user base to create 120 minutes of content in a year. I mean, this is, there's no way that this works. And that's kind of why I want to do this episode. I don't like to like you know, tear down startups that are doing cool things. But I think it's really interesting case study and these platforms of how if you don't get that initial traction, you don't have that network effect, you don't have five or 10 million people, none of these economics work. I mean, Quibi was betting on huge, massive consumer adoption, or their entire model is set to crumble. And that's why I think that's literally what we're witnessing right now. I mean, there's rumors going on. I think it's, of course, the company needs more capital. But that's also what we're seeing in the press that they need a couple 100 million more dollars to get through to 2021. I mean, This business is probably burning absurd amounts of capital. They even had some of the CEOs and executives cut their pay by 10% shortly after launch because some of these user numbers were so underwhelming. So, you know, now they're in this massive downward spiral of like, okay, well, we can't pay to advertise for growth because we're strapped on cash. We can't green... Like, do you think Quibi is greenlighting all of these epic projects right now? Probably not because they're so tight on cash. So, you know, how are you going to reinvigorate that user growth if you don't have awesome content coming out? Like that's where the flywheel really starts to crumble. I mean, let's do some other math here. 1.75 billion, the amount of money they raised divided by 144,000 users is $12,152 a user. If we divide that by $7 on average per month times 12 months, we'd be looking at 144 or 145 year payback period to get to break even for its current user base assuming they put no more money into new content and raise no more money. I mean, 144-year payback. is what they're getting right now because they basically spent over $12,000 to acquire each of these 144,000 users. And of course, all this is speculation. I'm just guessing with my numbers, but all this leads me to conclude that Quibi's valuation is going from about 2 billion to potentially 2 million or less, basically zero um, within the span of six months. And nothing to knock Quibi. They gave it a shot, they gave it a good go, but the content game is really, really tough. This is a cutthroat, you know, competitive industry. And if you're gonna ask consumers to pay for content, um, you know, it has to be incredibly good. And Quibi just did not meet that threshold and I think a really interesting startup lesson to learn, you know, as I've been trying to invest in startups, angel investing, dabbling and in looking at companies um, earlier in their growth stages, you know, I think it's such a huge red flag when you have a all these, you know, Comcast, Disney, all these big legacy media companies investing in a new media company run by an old media CEO, old tech CEO, Meg Whitman, Jeffrey Katzberg. It's like, hmm, that's kind of red flag. And they're touting this as the future of media. They're touting this as so disruptive, yet they haven't they hadn't launched the service. You haven't shown, you know, you raised $2 billion, but you haven't shown one show that people like there's no consumer traction you know so that's one of my big rules when I'm looking at an early-stage company to invest in or analyzes do you have product market fit it shouldn't take you two billion dollars to produce something that to see if people like it you know they could have started putting out shows for free on YouTube start generating hype use that hype to generate a smaller budget and then slowly migrated onto their own platform like I think there's, there's a lot of different ways to do it Quibi really went for the go big or go home we're just gonna put all the money into it go all the way um, and that was a big risk and it looks like that is literally like imploding as we speak. And Quibi is just in this massive downward spiral of not enough subscribers to fund not enough content to not get the subscribers excited. And I think Quibi is about to go bankrupt and close. Or maybe they'll get acquired by someone and sort of like a fire sale acquisition. But anyway. Probably gonna be my last video on Quibi, but I wanted to wrap up this case study. Um, I think it's a really interesting thing in new media. I mean, this will go down as probably one of the biggest tech uh, media streaming app flops of all time. Um, anyway, like it's a Quibi, you know, that'll be a new startup term, I think. Um, that'll be funny. Anyway, this is HyperChange. That wraps up my Quibi analysis. Two bill to two mil in just about a year of valuation. Hell of an accomplishment. See y'all next time. Peace.